Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. What is wrong with me is one of the most popular searches on Google. So I thought I would dedicate an entire episode of the Consciousness Anywhere podcast to this shocking, relevant, and kind of sad question that what is wrong with me is such a huge question for people in the world. Now, I am definitely somebody who can relate to what is wrong with me. It is something that I that has also plagued me. However, we have some amazing ways of dealing with what is wrong with me if you actually want to find out what's right about you that you're not getting. So welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere podcast. This is the first Consciousness Anywhere podcast that I'm recording also audio, but via video um, by myself. I usually only record video when I have guests. And uh, if you are watching this on YouTube right now, hello, you could find the Consciousness Anywhere podcast on Shannon on my YouTube account, Shannon O'Hara. I like have so many different accounts. I have to remember what the YouTube account is called. Shannon O'Hara. It's Shannon O'Hara on YouTube um, with an apostrophe. And if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, hello. So have you ever like wondered what's wrong with you? (laughs) Ah, how we love to judge ourselves. Let me count the ways. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get kind of, kind of deep, deep and real here for a sec. So Wrong and right are both judgments. Um, Right and wrong, good and bad are basically the four pillars of judgments that we use in this reality. Um, And you have to recognize that when you're going into wrongness, you are going into judgment. And even more trapping can be when you're going into rightness, you're going into judgment. Because like rightness is so right. (laughs) You want to be right, right? So one of the things that we do, one of the main foundational tools in access consciousness, and if you don't know, my podcast is pretty much dedicated to access. This is an access consciousness, consciousness anywhere podcast. So if you're interested in learning more of the tools of access, the philosophies, the perspectives, the way in which we change everything, um, check out the rest of the podcast. There is incredible gold in these hills. So one of the foundational ways in which we can change our lives, the way our lives feel, the energy around the circumstances of our lives is to get out of judgment first and foremost. And one of the ways that we do that, one of the awesome tools that we have in access is something called a clearing statement. Um, If you are familiar with access, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar with access, one of the ways, so basically the access clearing statement is right and wrong, good and bad, pod poc, which means point of uh, creation and point of destruction of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions immediately proceeding. So we use this, we call it a clearing statement, but it's really just a really smart way of dealing with your own psychology. So you're basically going to the point where you created this judgment 
or the point where you created this energetics or the point in which you created this reality that you're experiencing. Because one of the things that's true is that you create your reality. I feel like that's maybe not even a really accurate way of saying that. Like, because reality is so questionable. Like, what do I even mean by reality? Essentially, let me say it more simply and more accurately. Like, you are the source of your life. So like everything that you're experiencing, every circumstance that you're experiencing, whether it be health, financially, in your relationships, in your mood, (laughs) in your psychological landscape, is coming from your choice. And that is a really powerful place to function from. It's like that you are the source of how you feel and what shows up in your life. And if you have been seeking consciousness or looking to change any area of your life by getting more aware, you probably are familiar with this point of view, <laughs> this concept, this idea of that you are, the, you are the source, you are the chooser, and that it's a matter of changing your own consciousness in order to change the reality that you're experiencing. So one of the ways that you can do that on a really simple level is by changing the question of what's wrong with me to what's right about this or what's right about me that I'm not getting. What's right about this that I'm not getting is one of the stepping stone tools and access for sure. Because remember, right and wrong are both judgments. So eventually we do have to go beyond being right too, which I think if you ask most people, they're so much more trapped by what they think they have right or trying to be right than by what they know is wrong about them or what they think is wrong about them. It's like most of us are willing to look at, deal with, and work on what we know that's not working, what's wrong. But we can be so seduced by being right that it's almost impossible to acknowledge where we're using rightness as a limitation in our own lives. I mean, a lot of you guys, it's like out there listening to this right now that have either been like married or in a long-term committed relationship. It's like how many of you guys have really like noticed using rightness as a form and way of separating from your partner or your spouse? You know, I see that's like a really, I think that's a really obvious place to see rightness where you want to be right. So you create these like arguments and upsets in the relationship just to like make the other person wrong. Sort of like sad, but true. Um, But I digress. What's wrong with you is actually a horrible question because then essentially all you're doing is looking for the judgments. So a way of breaking that pattern and a really, I think, a great stepping stone is to start asking what's right about me I'm not getting, what's right about this I'm not getting. It's like I still use that tool even I even though I know that rightness is not really what I'm going for. I'm really going for freedom. Um, and to be free, you can't take judgment with you. So However, first step, when you notice that you're doing a lot of what's wrong with me, like you have got to be stronger than that indulgence in the judgment and wrongness of you. And you can start by, I mean, ultimately the great, the most effective option would just be to stop judging yourself. (laughs) That would be like, that would be the most effective first choice. And I know how strong and how real and how relevant judgment seems and feels because like everybody's doing it. And it's something that we're taught it's a really deeply ingrained behavioral element that we're taught um, verbally, psychologically, energetically. It's just such a huge pattern of reality, but it is just a choice to judge. And so what 
we tend to do too is we live in a world that doesn't not necessarily acknowledge difference as a value. And so for a lot of us, especially if you're really different, like if you don't fit, and that's going to be like a lot of you guys listening to this right now, it's like how many of you guys feel like you just cannot figure out how to fit (laughs) anywhere and in any way? And if that's you, like you have to recognize that you're not wrong. You just don't fit. And that's a really important distinction. And so we tend to glump or, you know, include a lot of the things that don't fit, that aren't initially like judged as a positive right way to be on the surface. We tend to glump all that into the wrongness spectrum. And fact of the matter is there is no right and wrong. Unless you have a judge who determines what's right and wrong. And that's a whole other question. You know, it's like, who determines what's right and wrong? If you have even a shred of intelligence, you can look around in the world and recognize that right and wrong is 100% subjective. Is that the right word? Subjective? Objective? The one where you take a point of view about it. Subjective. Subjective and objective are one of my dyslexic glitches. Um, Some of you guys may or may not know I have severe dyslexia. So B's and P's, nickels and dimes... (laughs) Subjective and objective, right and left, are in my dyslexic glitch area. Anywho, um, again, it's like I could totally go into what's wrong with me that I can't remember the difference between subjective and objective. However, I know that my dyslexia actually provides me a level of freedom. (laughs) It's actually a strongness that I used to definitely make a wrongness. Um, So how many things, how many things that are great about you and different about you, are you making wrong about you? Now, here's that clearing statement I mentioned earlier. Will you destroy and uncreate all that? Right? Everything you've made right about being wrong, everything you've made wrong about being wrong, everything you've made good about being wrong, everything you've made bad about being wrong, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Then pod poc. Point of creation, point of destruction of wherever that point of view, that that choice, that reality, the inception of that reality, strain and create it. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine. Pod, puck, shorts, boys, bands. Oops, I gave you a whole bunch of other stuff there I didn't mean to. <laughs> that was like the rest of the clearing statement that's like, sounds like gobbledygook, but it's like short speak. It's like, it's like computer code, but it's like consciousness code. Um, if you want to find out more of what that is, how that works, go to theclearingstatement.com. It'll be in the show notes for this podcast on YouTube and on whatever platform. Or if you actually need to find the show notes, go to shannon-ohara.com, go to the podcast, and it'll be in the show notes for this episode. Um, So what's wrong with me is like a horrible question, but I think what we have to, it's a horrible question because like, it's like when you ask a question, you're, it's essentially like programming that into like the search engine of consciousness. Like you're like, show me this. So when you, whenever, whatever you say and whatever you think, that's like what consciousness shows you because you are the source of reality. So your points of view and the way that you think are like essential for how everything shows up. I cannot like emphasize that enough, which is why you are totally the source of like all transformation like really exciting and maybe like a little intimidating, but also sometimes hard to believe because you look around at the world that's perpetrating victimization and problem and trauma and drama 
and always accusing something in someone outside of self. Um, but you are the source. You're the source of the points of view, judgments that you indulge in or choose not to make real and true. So what's wrong with me is also sort of this like place where I really want to address this like gaping wound in society where so many of us are not really given the support or the questions or the energy that helps us recognize the value that we be or discover and develop what's strong about us. So one of the really cool energies of wrongness is that it actually is an indication of something that's a strongness about you. So it's sort of like wrongness is a strongness in disguise. And that's true. So one of the things that my dad taught me, and so Gary Douglas is the founder and creator of Access. And he, one of the things he said years and years and years ago that was like this total get out of jail free card for me and like this really empowering question was, well, basically it wasn't a question, it's a statement. He says, everything that you think is wrong about you is actually what's strong about you. Oh my gosh. And when I heard that for the first time, I was like, whoa, that revolutionizes. <laughs> like revolutionize, that changes everything. And at first, it was like this very exciting idea, but it took me years to really like apply that as a reality because wrongness can be so powerful and like so dominating and so real and so relevant. And it was like this. So, so for me now, even when I go into wrongness, I have this super tool of like knowing that that wrongness is actually an, is a strongness that's coming, that's showing up for me. And the things that have <laughs> been the strongnesses that are disguised as the wrongnesses are just so huge. I, for the majority of my adult life, like lived under this incredible wrongness of like being a bitch, like being too much, being a bitch. And it was like, I just couldn't shake it. It controlled me at almost every turn of my life. It was like so dominating and so pervasive and so totally making every single choice for me. It was like, I can't do that because I don't want to be perceived as a bitch or I have to be nice because I don't want to be a bitch. You're going to think I'm a bitch or am I a bitch? And how do I not be a bitch? And it just was like every, like everywhere. And it was serious. It was so, it was that wrongness of being a bitch was so preventing me from having any kind of freedom, any kind of joy, any kind of like ease being me. And I remember one day actually being in an access class and I, it was, I think it was a facilitator's class. So it was this really big international event. And anyways, it was about being an access facilitator and creating your business. And I realized that I had this massive block, which was that I didn't want to be perceived as a bitch. And, and I knew that that, that, that judgment I had of like, I don't want to be a bitch or I am like, actually the judgment, the wrongness was I'm a bitch. Like I already basically believed that that, that that was so, and that that was somehow relevant and valid. And I got up and I asked a question and I was like, I just feel so like not able to facilitate or really deal with stuff because I don't want everyone to think I'm mean. And, and it was sort of like this place where I realized that I was placing 
my entire ability to be me, to choose, to function into how others perceived me. And it was like the last time that that ever controlled me to that degree ever again. Because I realized that like, that that huge wrongness of being a bitch was I, I had to give what's wrong about me is actually what's strong about me a chance. I had to actually give it a chance to show me that if this isn't a wrongness, if this feeling like the biggest bitch in the universe isn't a wrongness, what strongness is this? And it was the first time I claimed it in like a level of power and freedom and ability to be me and not be stopped and controlled by judgment. It was the first time I'd ever had that. I'd never really made that choice in this life. And can I be a bitch? Absolutely. Is it wrong? Is it? I actually think I'm going to do an entire podcast on like, is being a bitch bad? That's a sort of whole other line of conversation. But essentially, it's like, what is it you think is so wrong about you? Like the thing that you hide, that you harbor, like that you don't want anybody to see or ever find out about you because you know that if they did, you would be like condemned and judged and persecuted and crucified and exiled and destroyed. And, or, or if they saw what was so wrong about you that it would hurt them. You know, it's like, how many of you guys walk around with this fundamental point of view that what's wrong about you, like what's deeply inside and wrong about you is like harmful to others. So what if it actually isn't harmful? What if it's a strength that this reality definitely does not want you to have? Because if you have that strength and that difference, you will not be controlled. So everywhere, it's like all the wrongness you use to, as a control point of view, (laughs) we just try and ungrade all that. And it's like, at some point, I think you have to be stronger than the judgment. Like you have to be stronger than like the, how seductive judging you is. It's like, the thing is to like judgment, like no matter how right you are, or how wrong you are, how good you are, or how bad you are, like it's never going to quite feel right. Like you're never going to really be satisfied because judgment is such a, if you can hear it, it's literally four options, right or wrong, good or bad. That's it. Like everything has to be scaled and related to those four things. And how many of you guys have discovered that there is so much more than those four things in life? You know, there is so many shades of possibility and so many things that cannot really be classified as all one way or all another way. And so to think only in the four spectrums of right and wrong, good and bad is like such a limiting and such a less diverse uh, way of living that it's just simply not fun, (laughs) you know? So what's right about this I'm not getting is a great antidote to what's wrong with me. Um, What's right about this I'm not getting is frees up like all the ways in which you are not allowing a different point of view to show up in your life. So as, as long as you're doing like Um, what's wrong with me. That's literally all you can see too. Like that's something to be very conscious of that what's right about this I'm not getting helps like break the, the blinkers or the blinders that you have on. What's wrong with me will only allow you to see literally what matches the point of view of wrongness of you. Because that's how dynamic your ability to create reality is. As, As soon as you ask what's right about this I'm not getting, it alters your perspective and allows things that aren't 
just wrongness to actually come into your awareness. So that's, that's important that you be open to seeing what's going on rather than fixated on the conclusion of wrongness. So what's right about this I'm not getting is a great antidote to the pit of wrongness. <laughs> and then really indulging in, meditating on, applying. What if everything that you think is wrong about you is actually what's strong about you? And that's where the true freedom begins. And some of you guys might have a hard time believing that what's wrong about, like what, what you actually find is the strongness. Like, because for me, like though it was the strength, the wrongness of bitch turned out to be the strength of like never being controlled by anybody. And people, people, let's face it, like people use judgment to control others. And so like all my life I was, like judgment was used against me to control me. And that's just is what it is. We use judgments against ourselves to control ourselves. We use judgments against others to control them. And it's like, if you have no, if being judged is like not relevant, like if, if, if you can be made wrong, <laughs> if you can be bad without judging yourself, you're like a free person. So what I found was that that wrongness of bitch was actually covering up the strength of not having to be controlled by anything or anyone, including myself. That's a huge strength. Do you want to be as strong as you are? You know, the more you judge yourself, the more it would indicate you don't want to be as strong as you are. The more you're willing to get to the strongness that's being covered up by the wrongness, that indicates that you're willing to have a different, be different, be different. So don't underestimate the power of what's wrong with you. (laughs) Because it's a massive indication about what's strong about you. Um. And then like, I think the third piece I want to add to this wrong thing is like, how much of what you think is wrong about you is actually your awareness of other people judging themselves? Like how much of what you think is wrong about you is actually not even yours? So at what point does awareness become like part of popular culture? (laughs) I cannot wait for the day where awareness is actually utilized as a relevance in society, in a psychological medicine, in families, in school. And what I mean by awareness is we are all connected on an energetic level. That's not airy-fairy. That's not new age. This is now, I mean, it is airy-fairy and it is new age, but it's also scientifically proven that on, an, on, the, on the energy level, on a quantum level, we, there is an interconnectedness of energy. There is no separation. There is no um, difference between you and me. And it's, I think it's, it's not, it, it's like to hear that is like one thing, but like to really get it is like a whole other level of freedom. And to recognize that you, since we are all connected, like there is not a you and a me, there is like a consciousness, a oneness, we are aware of one another, which sort of also, I think, would terrify some people because so much of society and so much of our lives is about hiding things. I read this book years and years and years ago called Mutant Message Down Under, which, by the way, if you've not read it, like read it, it changed the direction of my life. It's about a, um, I think she was actually an American woman 
but she was doing like social work in Australia for Aboriginal like communities. And anyway, she was taken like on a walkabout, like a proper walkabout by um, the real people in the Aboriginal tribe. And it's the story. Anyways, she noticed how like they didn't communicate verbally one day. And she asked, and the, but she noticed that they were all coordinating and functioning like they were talking, but no one was talking. And she asked them what was going on. And they basically said, like, we have nothing to hide so we can hear one another. And I realized that that's like what, it's like as soon as we start hiding what's wrong about us, as soon as we start trying to keep secrets, as soon as we start trying to create controls through withdraw and withholding of information, which is like how this completes like how this complete reality works, like withholding of information and secrets and lies. And it's like none of that really is relevant when you're willing to trust your knowing and have your awareness. And so many of us are so, I would say, even brainwashed against trusting our own awareness. Like we're told we're wrong, like from so early on. Um, what would it take for us to have an empowering world, you know, where you actually got to know what you know? And, and if you are, were then dealing with or living with or having relationships with people who were anti-knowing, <laughs> like anti-consciousness, didn't want you to know what you know, didn't want, didn't want awareness in the household. Because a lot of us grow up with that, like where we have people in our lives who don't really want awareness in the household and they're not wrong. Like that's just their choice. But everywhere you gave up, like the awareness that you are and the awareness that you have for their not wanting of awareness, you know, will you just strain and create all that? And so it becomes this thing where it's like through awareness, we are aware of what's going on with other people. We're aware of when somebody's sad, when somebody's angry, we can be aware of stuff going on in their body. We can be, even be aware of stuff going on in people's universes that they're not even aware of. That's like my great curse is I'm aware of stuff in people's universes that they don't even want to be aware of and that they're not aware of. Like they've pushed it so far out of their universe that like, and I used to think I was crazy. Now I know when I have that very specific feeling of wrongness, like I have actually identified a, quite a dynamic spectrum of wrongness. There's not just one flavor of wrongness. There are so many. Have you guys noticed that you can have all these different spectrums and flavors of wrongness? So I've actually learned that I have this particular, when there's this particular feeling of wrongness, like social wrongness, like it's like this interesting, like it's like this very specific, like I not feeling comfortable around people, like, but this is like this social wrongness paranoia. It's very specific for me. I know that I'm picking up on a very specific kind of judgment that somebody has of themselves. And if I don't identify that I'm aware that other people are also judging themselves and sticking themselves with stuff, I walk away with their wrongness as though it's my wrongness. And so like a really big component of freeing yourself from the incredibly pervasive vibrations of wrongness that go on in our world is to know that like you might be aware of where other people are making themselves wrong. And if you are aware of where other people are making themselves wrong, like you have to acknowledge it. You have got to recognize that. Even if you don't want to see that about the other person. Awareness is free. Awareness is easy. And awareness is just not that popular. <laughs> it's like judgment is so much more popular than awareness. However, what would it take for awareness to become even more popular, more dominant? And that change begins with 
your choices. Do you prioritize awareness or do you prioritize judgment? And every time you prioritize acknowledging your awareness, knowing what you're aware of, or even just acknowledging that you're aware, even if you don't even really cognitively know what you're aware of yet, that it's like one point to awareness. And every time you go into judgment, what's wrong with me or um, what is... Remember where you're trying to be right too? Like that, I have to, I have to admit, like <laughs> that one's even more limiting and crazy and strong. Um, you're feeding your energy. You're, you're, you're strengthening the force of judgment in the world. So really like you're the source of reality and like your choices are, it's like so easy for you to choose. <laughs> and it's totally, you have total free will to do so. And I usually don't, I don't, I, I, I'm really loving I, this reality of working with this podcast for the years, it's like, I think it's like two and a half years that I started this podcast. And I mean, I, when I started it, I thought like that it was, um, like I was like the last kid on the block to get a color TV. Like I was, I started so late. I thought I'll just start a podcast just for fun. And it actually like was this really, it's actually turned out to be this massive source of creation. Um, I get feedback and comments like constantly about this podcast. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that I started it. And I go through these like ebbs and flows of feeling inspired. I'm not the kind of person that can do the same thing consistently forever. I really like to change and do different all the time. So doing this podcast has been like a really interesting exercise in doing something consistently for a really long period of time. And I um, sometimes when I get bored, which I do get bored with this. I'm going to full disclosure. I sometimes don't have a huge amount of enthusiasm. And I would really love actually for any of you guys that listen to this podcast or have gotten value from it, if you could help me by leaving a comment. Like I know on Apple, you can comment and review. I think that in YouTube, you can comment and review like, um, but also like share it with somebody that you know that might be looking for more consciousness because I don't get a lot of feedback about where this podcast is going and who is touching it. I get some, but not tons. And one of the things I do know is that I'm getting contacted almost on a daily basis, people who want to come on my podcast. It's like, would you like to have this guest? Would you like to have this guest? I'm like, who are these people and where are they finding me? But the podcast, this podcast is, is ranking like number one in the category of spirituality in countless countries. And it's getting really high in like, the I would say the high market countries like the UK, Canada, Australia, and United States, it's, it's, it's ranking really high. So it's like this thing where people are really looking for consciousness um, or something. And I don't, and I, so anyways, point of, my, point of my story is that I've looked at the way other people do podcasts and I'm always like, what can I change? What can I add? What can I do different? Just to create more like interest for me. And I noticed like, like, like the really big podcasts in the world do like there's a ton of ads on them. And I thought back a while ago, like, oh, maybe I should start, you know, having advertisers on my podcast. And it just felt so completely the antithesis of what I want to do and why I even started this podcast. Because for me, the whole point of this is the cultivation and expansion of consciousness, not necessarily like getting monetized by advertisers. So I thought, well, what is it I actually do want to advertise? Like what really matters to me? And it's consciousness. So in some of the podcast episodes, you'll hear me advertising like club consciousness or uh, I don't even know what, but it's not, I don't always put an advertisement, but it's usually me with a little jingle, like promoting something just of that you might find of interest and helpful. But something I really wanted to just emphasize and kind of like add 
on to this is since this is a conversation about what's wrong with me, you have got to check out the access bars. So access, like you hear me talk about access a lot. It's a huge set of tools and believe it or not, the tools work. And what the first tool that came for the access toolbox is something called the bars. And it's not like we're going to the bar and having a drink. It's actually this light touch on the head that they're called bars because you touch like, they're literally bars that run through your head. And it's this really wonderful process that totally changes your entire life. Um, There was just a huge global bars day event um, that I will also link uh, that you can watch on YouTube. I will link it in the show notes for the podcast on YouTube and on my website. Um, And if you're interested in all, like it was just, it was the ninth annual Global Bars Day. And it's full of amazing content. And I, here truly, have like a little 30-minute segment on there. And Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, is on there. And Dane here. And like a ton of people all around the world. It was so inspiring and so enlivening. And I just like, I'm a huge fan of the bars. Um, It's this very light, gentle touch on your head that dissipates the electrical component generated by your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And so when you hear that initially, it might, you might not really know what that means. But if you know anything about neuroscience, um, we have neuropathways, we have neurons. And as a matter of fact, we have more neurons in our intestines than in our brains. But more on that in another podcast. But the way you think Like when you think something repeatedly, you map it neurologically. And that when you repeatedly judge yourself or you repeatedly ask what's wrong with you or you repeatedly go into the wrongness of you, you start neurologically mapping that. And it can become, we can absolutely change our neural pathways via the bars, but also via making different choices. And so I think that neuroscience, neuropsychology, and like brain awareness essentially is really like the cutting edge of science, but it's also a place in which we can access greater consciousness. And so the bars become this really like dynamic, extremely easy way in which we can neurologically shift our realities, not just like in an airy-fairy woo-woo way. There's been tons of studies on this, but I don't feel educated enough to speak to it as well as I'd like to. Plus, who cares if there's proof? If there's something that can get you out of the wrongness of you, like, wouldn't you want to try it? (laughs) So check out the access bars. I'm going to link also in the show notes. I don't even know what the website is for it, but I'll link it in the show notes. Like, even if you just Google like access bars accessconsciousness.com backslash bars, maybe. I don't know. There's like tons of bars classes happening like all around the world all the time in like 170 different countries. Um, Yeah, try it. If you really want to get out of what's wrong with you, I hope that you give yourself like the vulnerability to apply the stuff that we've talked about today. Because... It does take vulnerability to change and it takes vulnerability to come out of wrongness of you and it takes more vulnerability to come out of the rightness. <laughs> Thanks everybody so much for being here. Love you guys. How does it get better? Ciao. 
thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you.